0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League. Uh, We are back this week to talk about many different things. Mark currently is not visible on the screen, uh, much to my chagrin. How's it going, Mark?
1: Well, I'm right here. You can see me. Hello, jazz hands. Hello.
0: And Mark Uh, is wearing a shirt that was given to him by the president of esports at Riot
1: Games. I'm the biggest John Needham fan around. (laughs) I printed it out myself. People could barely else see Someone actually it. asked me that today. I was oh. wearing it at riot and someone was like, "Is that for John Needham?" And yeah. I was like, "No, it's a town that I'm from."
0: Uh, shout out to Aliware for sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, how has your week been, Mark Zimmerman?
1: Week's been good. I uh finally started on Did you watch Ondor? Andor? Andor Andor, Andor. I thought it was Cassie and Ondor. So Andor. So I am
0: like three, two or three episodes into it. It just has that same problem that every show other than Last of Us has, which is it starts so slow. And I did not get hooked in the first couple episodes. I'm just like, wow, nothing's happening in these episodes. So,
1: yeah. I really like it for like the. Um, I thought at first. I admit that I thought Andor was a planet. I thought but it was I too. I was isn't a,
0: it? Isn't it a moon or a planet or something?
1: Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is also that because I got so confused and that was his last name. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know Endor is a moon, but I also thought Ondor was a place because it's okay. just so close.
0: See, it's very confusing. They need to figure yeah. this out.
1: I blame the show for making me think that this was about a planet, and since everyone was like, "Oh, it's about galactic treachery," you know, like it's about yeah. how the Empire sucks. I yeah, whatever. Anyways. I really enjoy it. I we've been like five or six episodes already. I agree that the opening is not like super hooky, but um I really like the other POV characters that they introduce. Um and like seeing some of the like bureaucracy and like infighting within the Empire, it makes it feel so much more real than anything else Star Wars has ever done. Um I really enjoy it. I have a few nitpicks. Like I think the the intro sequence, you no know, with spoilers. all the flashbacks of him as a kid. Yeah, I won't. I Like, I just did not find those compelling at all. And it felt like the most useless shit ever. Um, And then I also think that the, like, lack of aliens is actually really taking me out of it, funnily enough. I'm like, one of the defining features of Star Wars is that there's just fucking aliens everywhere all the time. And there are literally no alien characters anywhere. Well, And, like, I know that's not a big thing, but, like, that's, like, one of the core pillars of Star Wars.
0: I I hadn't really thought about that if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah. I it's it feels very much like they just didn't try, which is a little annoying cuz it's like they'll have like aliens in the background of a shot, but like they they just don't use them at all. Yeah. It's every episode of Star Wars or like every, you know, movie and all that stuff like very much includes aliens and they're just like nah it's all humans this weird tribe humans that weird tribe humans these people humans the people in the army humans the empire humans the senators humans and i'm like um this is kind of immersion breaking given that like every other piece of property that exists within this universe but okay
0: well i'm sorry you're you're gonna fall i'm sorry you're going through that Stop talking to your um, animal. We've got stuff we've got stuff to get into. Uh,
1: so what else? Uh Last of Us in the episode. Did you catch it?
0: No, I haven't watched last or er, last night's.
1: Basically my favorite so far. Okay. It's amazing. I love it.
0: No more details, please. Um, yeah. No, I mean what else? Not not much. I've been feeling what do you mean a little under the weather lately, so haven't been doing much. Did go play magic for a little bit yesterday though. Um
1: I also watched Cocaine Bear. Pretty
0: That's good. great. Did you like oh it? Oh my
1: god, dude, I fucking told you you were going to fall and they're going to claw my leg up. You lost your rights. Get out of there. All right, let's start the show. Have we started recording? Yes. Oh, shit.
0: Do you know that? You're just saying this for comedic effect.
1: <laughs> I'm cracking a funny. Ha. Ha ha.
0: Okay. Let's just, I'm just going to fucking pull the bandaid off. Hello, everyone. Uh, So, here's what's up. Uh, Last week uh, on the previous episode, uh, we kind of glossed over the Danny stuff. I think uh, if you haven't been paying attention, you can go look at Mark's Blame Game on uh, my channel. And he kind of talks about it and also talks about some of the other sources you can go look at to find stuff. Uh, In glossing over it, I don't think that neither Mark nor I was attempting to, like, Brush stuff under the rug, or protect people, or whatever, which is something that I've seen talked about a lot. Um, or the idea—I like—I really liked Mark the idea that you are like riot on riot's payroll, so they told you not to talk about this or something like that. Um, I think your blame game—always a classic—does a pretty good job of of discussing it. Anyway, um, so I yeah, at the time we didn't really talk about it too much. Part of it, I think, people. People do not know the timelines in which content gets created versus when stuff comes out because they watch it a couple days later. And so a great example of that is like I did an inspired interview like a a week and a half ago before any of this stuff started being a conversation recently. And people in the comments were like, how dare you not ask about the daddy stuff? And I'm like, "Uh, that's not how the flow of time works. Um, So at the time, there had been some stuff. He'd made a statement, I think, or he'd put out his tweet like right beforehand and so uh, we were kind of in a weird situation where just talking about it, there was, it was kind of a weird thing where it was really just like one statement versus another. Um, and so I figured we would probably have to talk about it a little bit more as more stuff came up. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, clearly there's been more conversation and I've been monitoring a lot of the online chatter and my name has featured prominently in many different threads and on Twitter and all these different places, uh, most notably about my past relationship. So for those of you that do not know, uh, at the beginning of 2020, I got into a relationship with Nicole, the CEO of Evil Geniuses. Uh, I never really discussed like the end of that because there wasn't really much to talk about. COVID hit and people grow apart. Uh, and so that ended... Again some people think that we're still dating, which is funny because she's I think announced that she's engaged to somebody um, and I've dated other people since but that ended towards the end of spring or early summer 2020 I don't exactly remember when um, and it was fine uh, but so so it's been you know almost three years I guess since uh, that well it was over three years since I, I announced that and uh, under a lot of people have the take that... Uh, That has created a conflict of interest for me in covering all this. And I guess I kind of agree. Um, I mean, so a lot of people have questioned my ethics and integrity on uh, this topic or whatever. And I think the irony is, like, I don't really talk about my personal life or my dating life very much publicly. Mark knows all the details and has... Held me as I've cried. It's so
1: much messier than anyone would know.
0: People will actually believe you if you see that. No, no, no. Mark Mark has – Mark obviously does a lot of stuff. But I don't – I tend to be pretty private about my uh, personal relationships. And uh, the reason why – and people can go back and look at that video, and I don't know if anybody has because I just see really ill-informed comments on stuff – uh, and the reason why I did was because specifically I thought it was important for people to know that I that this was a, a an active conflict of interest at the time and also just to have it like fully disclosed. I thought that was the ethical thing to do um, even though like when you have been dating somebody for several weeks, it's not usually a very fun thing to go make a YouTube video about it at least for me. So it was not something I did for fun or for entertainment or for views. It was specifically because I wanted to make sure that everything was above board. Um, And so I think the irony now that people use this information that became public as sort of a question of my integrity or whatever, is it's just, it's whatever. People are going to do whatever they're going to do. That being said, I've given a lot of thought on, you know, what can I do? How can I approach this? Blah, blah, blah. And I think one of the challenges is that if – regardless of if I think I can give this a fair shake or not, um, one of the challenges is that people are not – it's kind of like perception creates reality. You know, like I cannot – people – a lot of people perceive this to be a conflict of interest and I even admit that there is on some level, regardless of if I think I can do it uh, justice or not, like it it just becomes a thing where – no one can sort of take what I say objectively because of this past relationship, and so I know this is really disappointing to some people. But I I've just sort of decided that like if if people don't honestly feel like I can be objective, then me covering the topic is only going to distract more from it and become this whole other conversation. And how much can. We trust Travis on this and uh, whatever. Um, So I – look, I'm one person. This is a small industry. There are going to be times where I am conflicted. I can't always cover every single thing. Um, And a lot of other people are talking about this topic. And again, Mark just did a blame game that's sitting on my channel um, where he discusses the whole thing. So I – I think that there are other folks who can who can do this justice. And I and I appreciated that Mark, you took a very sort of nuanced approach to it, which is the way I've always tried to approach any any topic like this. So um, but just so folks know, I think hang on, let me let me read the conversation Mark and I had about the, the thing before it came out. Uh oh. Did I say control? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you I just so that people don't think that like I had a hand in it. Uh, Mark, Mark said. He said you're you're out of space on the drive, and I said that's right. And he said, I said you could just delete some stuff. Then he said, my blame game is on the Danny situation, and I sent a thumbs up. And then he said, "Quote Why is Travis Gafford such a coward?" And I sent a second <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> then he linked it to me and said, want a sanity check for me?" And I said, "Do I have to?" And I said, "I would appreciate." He said, "I would appreciate it." Watch, slap it at two x speed as you poop, and then I just sent him a message and I said I think it's fine. So like I just want to be clear that there was not any any editorial. I guess I had he he gave me the opportunity to tell him like how dare you or something like that, but like I was not there was no I did not have a hand in crafting that blame game by any means, um, and I don't think Mark would ever let me uh, tell him. I mean, he, you did Mark, you did not even ask me, or am I cool to put this out on your channel? You just went for it. Right? I, didn't, I like, didn't
1: even think twice about it. I yeah. was like, I'm making this. This is what I'm going to talk about. And like the sanity check is more like, you know, you, you exist in the vacuum and sometimes you're like, is this what I'm saying here? make sense. You know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So, um, just so you guys know, there's not any meddling. I guess I could have just lied about all that stuff and constructed a very stupid <laughs> conversation between Mark and I, but the truth is that's, that's how stupid they are. Um, So uh, a couple other little pieces of housekeeping on the topic. Um, I tend to not address sort of people trying to pick fights with me or like throwing, you know, nails in my direction or something because I just don't, I can't do it anymore. After doing this for so many years, like getting into fights with people online is just exhausting and it makes me not want to do the job. So... I just tend to not do that stuff, um, but I do want to just address this idea, this concept that I've seen over the years and especially on this topic that like Travis is not going to say anything because he's he's reliant on access to the teams and to Riot and all that stuff. I will admit that in the early years of my career when I was less confident um, I was much more nervous about critiquing orgs and right. And I think I still did. If people go back, they can find it that I did, but I think I was still anxious to do it. And at times I was probably not as hard on, on folks as I maybe could have been. I think a couple of different things that have changed are one, um, I, I, the, the balance of power has shifted a lot where I think riot and the orgs just hold a little less sway and power you know it's kind of like if if a team blacklists me and by the way i've been blacklisted multiple times by different orgs in the past and have always had to negotiate that stuff behind the scenes so the idea that like there's never been any ramifications or whatever it's, it's, it's incorrect but um the idea that like if an org blacklists me at this point in time i just tell them like or i just sort of say okay well good luck. It's not like you guys are making content. Uh, (laughs) Like like this is hurting you guys more than it's hurting me. Um, And I think, you know, the, the majority of my content has shifted away in the views and all that and stuff, the impressions away from interviews and more towards surprise tests, which while I need access, like, you know, like TSM didn't give me a player for a surprise test at one point in time last year. And I just took a TSM fan in and made fun of the fact that I didn't get a player. Um, and then like, you know, we have hotline, we have uh blame game. There's not as much of a need for that access, even in a world where I was like, oh my gosh, I need this. And, uh, the other thing is like, if, if it ever really got to a point where I was like, oh, I really can't talk about the things I want to talk about. Um, I would just stop doing this job. Like. I, I don't want to go into it too much, but Mark and I have had numerous conversations over the past couple of years walking around my neighborhood, our neighborhood, about, like, how long I want to keep doing this. What, when, when will I stop doing it? Um, and like, I just don't like that's because that's it's somewhat linked to this other comment I see sometimes, which is like, Travis only speaks out on things that affect his livelihood or his career. I'm like, yeah, I guess the general health of the LCS is something that affects my career. But also it's a very funny idea because like the first couple years of my doing this job, I just racked up like tremendous credit card debt. Like I was – it's not like I'm like, well, I like got into this for all the money and the cush lifestyle and now I must make sure the LCS doesn't die so that I could keep cashing those sponsor checks – um, like I, I, I've done this long enough. I've done it for 12 years. I can, I can really stop doing it whenever I want and go just go do another job that is less filled with shitty Reddit comments and angry Twitter messages and everything every, I don't know, six to 12 months whenever somebody says something about me or whatever. Um, and like, I, I'd be fine to do that. And so I don't, I I like doing this job a lot. I like creating the content for all of you, like especially in the past year as we've gotten out of COVID, like doing Hotline League Live um, and the tour and doing surprise tests and being able to back Mark bringing back the blame game. Like all this stuff has felt very, very good. I don't want to stop doing it. But the idea that like I have to do this because I don't have other options is like, it's just a false premise. So... I don't know. I just wanted to kind of finally address that because I've seen it some places before. Um, I I don't know. I've not been looking at Twitch chat, so I don't know how those going. But the, the last little thing I will put here is like, I also know that in having this much of a conversation and talking this much about myself around this topic, people might say like, wow, the only thing Travis did was talk for like eight minutes straight about himself in relation to all this stuff. Like I am just trying to provide the context on kind of how we got here and where I'm at and why I am not talking as much about this stuff. Um, because even though I know what's totally going to happen is that in five minutes we're going to be taking some other call. We're going to talk about something else and somebody will show up in the chat. Someone will say, did they talk about the Danny stuff yet? And then somebody will be like, yeah, Travis said he's not going to talk about it. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, that sucks. That's, he's such an idiot. What a jerk. And then on Reddit, the same thing will happen when this gets posted there. No one will actually look at any of this context besides a few people. But I still feel like it's important to like speak from the heart on all of this. So I apologize to the folks who do want me to be able to talk about this stuff. This is just kind of the way that it goes whenever you're working in a small industry is like, you know you end up with conflicts you know that it started with me living with peter and people have taken issue with the way that i've covered stuff about his career and like sometimes you date people in the space and it's just that's that is the the nature of the beast and i i apologize that it has created a situation where a lot of you do not feel like i can do this topic justice uh, but the only thing i can really do is like pay Mark to create the blame game and let him say whatever he wants to say there. And then I think the other thing, Mark and I were talking about this beforehand and Mark, you were saying that you'd be down to take at least one call on the hot topic, right? Even if I'm not going to be yeah, really I, chiming in.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say a little bit after you just about the topic itself. So it's not like we're not talking about it at all. Um, Cause I, I did release the blame game, but I of course have follow-up thoughts seeing people's reaction to it. And then uh, yeah, I want to get people on. Obviously we're not just going to take like, a ragey caller i know there's a lot of anger out there right now some of it well placed but uh that's not a conversation so like where, there are some people i pulled one person about like just mental health in general it doesn't even have to be specific to danny but i i'm definitely down to take a danny specific one if there's a, a take that actually is good
0: yeah yeah i think uh, i think that's good um anyway i think i've said everything i'm gonna say i don't know if you have any do you want to you yeah. want to pull tear me apart mark
1: Yeah, you're a coward. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. As as you (laughs) said in our comments.
1: I I, I have always said that to your face. You know, I've never shied away from that. Um, No, I think uh, I I get where you're coming from a little bit. And for me, like, uh, I get some of the same thing about, like, oh, you're a riot shill and whatever. And, like, I've always been pretty even keeled. Like, I don't think you can watch most of my videos and see that I'm particularly angry about a topic. And, like, the things that make me angriest are, like, actually, like, gameplay things <laughs> like if i'm ever the most unhinged i think i get is like when arguing about something in in the actual game uh but whenever it comes to like real serious life takes I, I i try to be pretty balanced so like i think some people were like you're a riot shill uh in response to my video and it's like I, I guess you probably don't watch enough of my content to see It's like usually the level of my outrage I'm, I'm not a particularly outraged person other than like getting tilted at food delivery on twitter <laughs> um But I will say a couple things. One, with regards to my video, uh, I didn't like time it out or just like do any of that. I just spoke about what I thought would like be what I care the most about. And like, I think some people didn't think I went hard enough on like the specific individuals at the top at the tail end of that entire sequence. Um, And like watching it back, it was like two minutes at the end of a 19 minute thing. So I can kind of see where that's coming from. And I didn't say some of that stuff at the beginning. So it was like kind of backloaded. But like, the reason I spoke about the things I spoke about was because. I didn't feel like that was getting as much representation in the conversation that was going on. There were a lot of people who were very angry, justifiably. So there are a lot of people who wanted like an investigation and like some sort of follow up on this from Mm rise angle. And like in that two minutes, I said, I agreed with that Mm -hmm. and that there should be more done about this. Um, I I guess I didn't say it explicitly enough, but I thought like, I thought I was being clever with like my Terry Pratchett quote about evil, about an org titled evil geniuses. And like my opinion on like how that action reflects the, like the, the thought process that those people have at the top you know um people like he didn't name and shame them but like i did say nicole GamerDoc, andrew barton like I, I said their names i just like i'm not the type of person who's gonna go on a 50 minute rant video about specific people like that's just not the content i make nothing i make is usually longer than 15 minutes if it's not a fucking format video <laughs> so like I, I i think i uh i said my piece on it um but yeah like i i do think that like the reason I spoke so much about the other thing was because people haven't been talking about that. And a lot of people are concerned about um, the like, ooh, what will happen in the future with pros and stuff like that. And I see a lot of it. The reason I called them boogeymen is not to say that, like to downplay their importance in that, like the the final straws that were destroying Danny's career potentially, but to say that like, if you put all the blame on a couple key actors, you sometimes can miss the things that were leading up to that stuff. And that's why I spoke a lot more about just like the general ecosystem for League of Legends pros being pretty unsupportive of the level of stress that they are plunged into when they take this job. And I think that in terms of like preventing things like this in the future, yes, obviously you need to have repercussions for the people at the end of the line who are making this stuff happen. But I saw a lot of that conversation already going on on the internet. And so I didn't feel like I needed to throw my voice behind that quite as much as I felt like. Talking about how this is more widespread than people probably realize, and not everyone will full on break down like Danny and step away from their career. But people like a Blaze Olive will take some time off on the split. Who knows if we ever see him again? To be honest, you know, or like um, just people who have downturns in their careers because things happen to them. And like it's mm-hmm. it's so widespread and pervasive that like to me, um, while yes there should be accountability for the the people at EG. I think also to say like, hey, this is probably more rampant than a lot of you realize. Like I thought there could be more good done there, which is why that was the majority of my video. So like, yeah, I get that. Like some people wanted me to come down harder, but like the entire internet is coming down on those people. They're doing a great job, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I felt like for me, the place that I could add the most to the conversation was this other angle. So.
0: I mean, I, I appreciate the decision to go to go broader in part because I think you know, stepping away from this specific situation, as I said, <clears throat> since it's, it's hard for me to speak to it, um, I think that people – it is ironic that I think if you go to Reddit right now and you see a lot of the people outraged by this, they are also the same people who will go talk about how lazy LCS pros are um, or how cush their job is or how much they're getting paid and like this is just the way that a lot of this stuff goes. And there's a kind of interesting dichotomy there, and I even saw a comment that was calling out you and I, Mark, about uh, and and other people who are critical of pros or who are putting a lot of pressure on these guys. And um, you know, I think we try to, to be pretty balanced with the way that we approach that, especially in comparison to some. But I think you know it is important for everybody to recognize the. The amount of stuff that these guys give up uh, in pursuing their goals, and yeah, there are some folks who are probably not putting in the hours as much as others. But sort of the the broad brush strokes that a lot of us use whenever you know I make fun of champions queue being dead or stuff like that. I think a lot of that needs to always be you always need to have in the back of your mind at least as you're going through those thoughts on on what a lot of these guys are how hard they are pushing and what they are doing and the stresses that are underneath them. So it's a, I think a, a hopefully a wake up call for a lot of folks. Um,
1: well, That's also why I didn't want to like point the finger at like, Oh, Reddit causes the stress or commentators like me cause the stress. Cause of course we all cause the stress on some level, but it's hard to believe that there's for some of these teams, no um, one on staff who can help um, given the pervasiveness of, like I said, anxiety induced reactions psychological or physiological or whatever um and like i think the other thing too is like a lot of people are like you you should have you know uh you you didn't go attack the people who are the cause of it it's like i i genuinely think that people do think there's like three people at the end but if you if you read the accounts danny was wanting to quit in playoffs before the upper management came in and was like no you have to play and like, he was already broken down at that point. And that's why I care so much about like the steps that got him to that point, not just the people who then like ground him to dust. Like both those are bad. Um, and there's just uh, so much more attention on the the, the latter half um, that like, do, do you really need one more person to make a, a 10 minute video where I'm like, rah, rah, it's bad. I agree, it's bad, this should be investigated. Like, I don't think that actually helps despite what people might think it's probably cathartic for people who are upset to hear another voice say that, but like, I'm not here for your catharsis. I'm here to like, try and do what I think is, is actually the most beneficial thing in that situation. Um, yeah. which and may not are, align with what you, what people think is the most beneficial. We might have different opinions on that clearly, but that's okay.
0: And, and we are starting to veer into areas where I feel like I can't, you know, I can't, I can't talk more about it because pe like people will be again, We talked about this. I'm. I need to recuse myself from the situation. Um, So, I but I think we can get into calls now. I see people saying, "Let's start the show." Um, Yeah, there's other stuff
1: to talk about. Hundred Thieves fired their coach. Oh my god, what's going on with them? Uh, If you look at the playoff picture right now, Team Liquid and Hundred Thieves are on the outside. TSM, CLG, and Golden Guardians are all in the fucking playoffs. What the hell? There's a lot of other stuff to talk about too.
0: Yeah, I think Team Liquid stuff is particularly interesting. Where are they going? Uh, We only have a couple weeks left of the regular season, so I think things are not looking good for Dignitas, for instance. Mark.
1: Um, No, I think they're going to (laughs) rally. Yeah. (laughs) What would are they
0: are they statistically eliminated at this point in time?
1: I don't think so because they can get if they win their next five games, they can get to six and like maybe force a tie against TSM or something. Okay, so that's the rally
0: that you're going for. I think so. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Any second, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so we will talk about all this different stuff. There's a there's even a red thread about if Lift is uh, is performing average or poorly or whatever since his comeback. I do think Hundred Thieves is from from at least the the game topic issue is a particularly interesting discussion to have on the show. So um, anything else that I'm forgetting, Mark? Um. I'll admit that I was a little... It was hard to focus on other topics this week for me. Um, I was kind of... <sighs> I can't in all remember. This. Twitch chat might have some stuff for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point of Twitch chat. So we can fucking milk them for topics. If I'm not here to bring them. Why, why are we priming them? They should just do do our job for us. Aurelian soul? Sleep.
0: You're not you're not big on the Aurelian soul stuff?
1: I love the Aurelian soul, but like God, we're we gonna talk about that Hotline League. Catching up with double Loop was great. I agree, but it's not a topic. Upset and vitality? That's the wrong region. Come on, Twitch chat.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh you've pulled some folks already? Yeah, I got a lot of people in oh, there. Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Okay. Off mark goes to grab the first caller. Thank you to I'm sorry that couldn't couldn't get to those folks or to these subs earlier, but had some more important things. Uh, Penguin Buddy, Swede Be Good, Lil Bonaparte, Fish Sticks for three years, No Foolin, Alisar and Notorious here. Bubble. We got some more coming up. But first, we got the Dixie Cup here. Dixie Cup, where are you calling from?
2: I am um, calling from Los Angeles.
0: Los Angeles. What do you want to talk about on the show?
2: Um, my take is that 100 Thieves will win out the remainder of the split. Um, even though they've gone on some past loss streaks, Um, mainly because I think that they have put tenacity on a lot of carries and he has narrowly lost um, lane a lot of times. And it's been really, really hard um, for the team to kind of play around that along with, I feel like bot lane is the most important role in the game. Currently, I think games are won and lost depending on um, bot lane primarily and I think what Hunter Thieves needs to pivot to is rather than this past week when they drafted three losing lanes and got absolutely choked out by Cloud9 to draft two winning lanes in mid and bot, um, put Closer on a perma ganking jungler and Tenacity on weak side. Um, And with the amount of catch up XP in the jungle, I think Closer should, and I've seen this in LPL and LCK, Bots here and there where they just permaclear bot and then gank bot over and over and over again and with the amount of catch up XP even if you're not farming your top camps like it doesn't matter when it comes down later in the game and so that's my take I think 100 Thieves will win out
1: I pulled this because it got a lot of emotes in Discord and I can see that it's having a similar effect in Twitch chat. And Positive like
0: or it. negative emotes?
1: Uh, both a lot of we're in the positivity train here now, all right? We talked about some serious stuff. Now it's it's positivity, Poro, the rest of the way, just like we sat Medios down on that. I'm going to sit Travis and I down.
0: All right. Mark, why don't you you start us off here?
1: Uh, Why don't I start us off? What's there to say? This guy's 100% right. 100 Thieves about to rally. Um,
0: I remain skeptical (laughs) I mean I'm very curious I'm very curious to see how the the coach change works I don't know if you have another coaching call or anything like that but like I I, oh go ahead
1: no I was going to say I just have another one that's like just about 100 Thieves struggling being bad for the LCS oh yeah 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 okay
0: so then we can talk a little bit about the coach stuff I mean the (laughs) who was it I was talking to somebody and they were like yeah this change reads to me is like well we can't we're not going to bench double lift and Peter, so this is what we're doing. Um or sorry, double lift and bjergson. Um I I don't know. I worry Let me let me ask you this, Mark. Do you think that there's any merit to the idea that Team Liquid and 100T both have very similar issues in terms of they just can't seem to come together? Even if you don't look, even though, even if it is hard to look at any one single part of the roster and find like a problem, right? Because I don't think in either of these situations you can point to one player, one lane, one role and say, well, that's the reason why they're losing or like their bot lane's just failing hard or something like that. It just feels like both of them, to me at least, feel very lost and you never really know what you're going to get whenever they hit the rift. And I find it ironic that it's like, very similar across both these teams at least from my perspective.
1: Yeah, I think um I think both these teams has a number of like things you can talk about. And it's it's not going to boil down to any one thing. And it's not quite like Dignitas where there was like one side that was clearly underperforming much harder. Like Tenacity has had his up and down games, Bucio has had his up and down games, everyone kind of has. Um on the coaching front, I will say like some of the I said this to Jet immediately as I saw them lock in their day 2 draft and I was like they have a coaching problem, <laughs> and then this week their coach was fired. Um, and it's not necessarily that he was a bad coach, but it's like if you have an effective coach, you never have those drafts back to back. Again, that might just mean that like, the players are too strong headed and they're not listening, and they're just like bullying the coach out or whatever it is. Like, you can argue if that makes you a good coach or not, but like you have a late game all scaling draft, and then you immediately pivot to like everyone's wants authority in their lane, they want agency, they want playmaking, and all three lanes suddenly draft a complete other identity. It's like, clearly nothing has been working in your scrims. Clearly you have no idea of how you want to play the game. And clearly, the coach does not have like the authority to be like, guys, this is an overreaction. We need to stay a little bit more emotionally balanced about what's going on in our games and stuff like that. Like Clearly, it's just like the players knee-jerk reacted to how awful three losing lanes feel. And so like as soon as I saw that draft, I was like, their coaching is is not working out right now, and then lo and behold, coach was fired. So, does this
0: give you much confidence then?
1: No, <laughs> I, I agree kind of with your point about like you don't have an obvious change to make, and like things aren't working, yeah. And so you're like the coach. The coach is gone. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he is a bad coach. Like I don't know. Cause personally, like I, I, I mean, say you know, to one way get it,
0: to your point. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's a bad coach. It could just be that he was an ineffective coach for this roster. Uh, yeah, like as I think
1: Bjerg and double lift and like I think Kydo was a great teams. coach
0: for Immortals. I would say he seemed fairly ineffective with Team Liquid last year. like sometimes it is just a chemistry thing, just like it is with anything. but um, I don't know i it is at this point in time i I worry Dixie Cup that Hunter T and Team Liquid again, to make the comparison, are in the same boat, and that there's so little time left for these guys to figure it out and there's going to be some sort of weird confidence issue, right? Like how do you reset as you're going into week seven and you've got two weeks left, you've got five games left. How do you get to a better place? I haven't looked at their strength of schedule yet. I guess I should do that.
2: Their, their strength of schedule is not hard at the hardest moment I think is EG, but I feel confident with them having double lift and Bjergsen and even closer on the team and running it with two rookies. Like they're not ones to just shy away from competition. You know, they're not going to be like, oh man, it was a hard split. Oh, well, you know, they like, they always give it their all. I do think that they haven't drafted. And maybe that is a coaching problem to their strengths. Necessarily. They've just been like, we're going to scale and we're going to play better late game. But I think the nature of the game right now is that's not as effective all the time. Um, especially in the LCS. I feel like the LCS is about as strong as it can get right now. And in the past years, like, it's competitive. Like, we don't have four or five, three and ten teams, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I feel I, I feel it's a little bit of copium, for sure. But with their strength of schedule, I think they can beat Golden Guardians. They can beat Dig, Immortal, um, EG, um, and TSM, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean the the 100th year situation makes it hard and people in twitch are talking about unforgiven for double lifts it's true that Unforgiven's is like smurfing the uh the, the academy scene right now and like you can debate how close they are in terms of like who's the better performer but i don't know if you slot unforgiven in and then it suddenly fixes all these other problems which is to travis's point that like a coaching change might not do that either and if you're like gonna try and fix things it might need to be like a bit of a retooling in the off season um where you can make multiple changes as well as give them some breathing room to, like, actually practice versus, just like, force. When you say off-season, you mean,
0: like, the mid-season
1: break, right? Yeah, excuse me, like, the between splits. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, like, I do see some similarities in, like, the TL 100 Thieves situation, but I, I also think that this is, like, pure cope. I know it's pure cope, but, like, when I watch Team Liquid, I at least see things going well. Even though 100 Thieves beat Team Liquid, that was, like, more that Team Liquid has lost every single game that way. More than Hundred Thieves has won games that way. Like they took an all-scaling comp versus Team Liquid, who has the worst late game in the league. Like the the worst team fighting. They they constantly throw leads, and they did it again. I don't really think Hundred Thieves did anything right, um, and like it's not really repeatable, which is why they're like one and seven in their last eight. Um And Team Liquid will get leads. They do have good early games sometimes. They are an absolute travesty train wreck in the mid to late. We game. don't use that word, but like. I use all the time now. The more you tell me not to, I'm a child. Anyways, the point is, um, there's some similarities, but I do think there's some differences. And, like, I I, I can see for Team Liquid um, the good and what they're trying to do. For 100 Thieves, they t- look totally visionless on how they want to approach the game. And maybe a honeymoon phase will kick in with, with the coaching change. Who knows? Maybe Nuke Duck is, is going to crush it. I don't know.
0: So you have more confidence in TL than 100T, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like... Their games, even when they lose, don't look quite as hopeless as the Hundred Thieves games.
0: Rough. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much, Dixie Cup, for the call. It sounds like Mark is not on, on board, and I, I gotta say, I'm pretty skeptical too. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll shout out Alienware, and then uh, shout out my boys that get on and play League with me every night. Moved from Ohio to LA, so Amir, Brett, Chris. Connor, Brennan, um, and Brooks. They uh, they keep our friendship alive through this game. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much for
0: the call. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. All right. Uh, on to the next caller, and then we'll take a quick break. Thank you to Notorious Bubble, Jay Schrode, G Joker, or Geoker? It's Gyoker. I think I know who you are. I believe I know who you are. Game over dub, Don Nardo, PJ Salt. Uh, the one and only Corbin for one year, Team Liquid Man, Magnarius, Triumvirus, uh, Director Donut, Ilian Labard, My Beautiful Banana, Evil Trenton. All right, War Penguin 555 is here. War Penguin, where are you calling from?
3: Cedar Rapids, Iowa.
0: Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show?
3: I wanted to talk about that 100 Thieves being bad is amazing for the LCS but only gameplay-wise.
0: Okay, when you... All right, go ahead and expand on this.
3: All right, so the main issue in the past with the LCS was the whole do-nothing-and-lose craze, it seemed like, with TSM and then a little bit with Team Liquid. And the fact that another do-nothing-and-lose team is struggling right now is good in terms of... It looks like the LCS is finally moving past that kind of gameplay.
0: Uh, and then you said only in terms of game, is there like a way that it's not bad?
3: Probably for like viewership or something. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah,
3: okay.
1: So I admit that I, I did not, I guess, read this. To, well, okay. Actually, you know what? He didn't say it was only gameplay related to his take. He said, 100 yeah. being bad is amazing for the LCS. Yeah, I kind of clickbaited you a little, sorry. You fucking clickbaited me. I thought this was going to be about, like, how... Because some people legitimately think, like... I've seen the argument that, like, oh, TSM being bad is good for the league. I think that is demonstrably false when your popular players are not succeeding. Uh, That is, like, provably bad from a viewership perspective. (laughs) Um, So you you did clickbait me here. I, and I, I unfortunately kind of agree with you that, like, I don't want to see a three losing lanes draft, like, winning games.
0: Mark, do you think that? <laughs> okay, well, obviously, yes, that. But do you think that that, that they are a do-nothing and lose team?
4: Is I think, that an well, accurate
0: th- depiction of them? I mean, because mm-hmm. what, was it Sven? No, it was Blabber, who in the post-game interview was like, oh, yeah, we just expect that they're not going to do anything until late game or whatever.
3: That's where I got my idea for the take from was the blabber interview, yeah. yeah. Cite your sources. We need MLA citations
1: on your takes if you're copying other people. Um, so they're, they're sort of a do-nothing-and-lose team, but it, I think it's because they don't have anything else working. I don't think they want to play that way. And I think you could see in their second game this week how they tried to do something else and they just like fell flat on their face. It's like someone shoots the starting gun and they just, like, eat shit off the blocks, you know? And, like, An interesting analogy, up. Mark. It's <laughs> a race, you know, they go, bang, begin! And they just, like, don't even get off the ground. Yeah. You know? It's like science class, and you built your little rocket, and it just exploded mm-hmm. as soon as the charge went off. Um, so, like, I I think that they defaulted to a style that could win in late game if the enemy team made mistakes because they were unable to, like, make their own shit happen and find their own consistent style. Um I think it was kind of like a safety measure kind of thing. Um, And like, you can see what happens when they try and be more proactive because they don't really have a good sense of how they want to play the game right now. Um, So I don't think that they are like intentionally a do nothing and lose team, but they kind of are right now because they don't have another option.
0: Do you think sort of setting this, the, their gameplay aside, do you think it would have been better for Hunter hundred T if they had, hadn't had like a decent start? Because I almost feel like in the beginning, like it it was, everybody's like, "Okay, it's gonna take a while." Like Devil's coming back out, blah 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 blah, and then you end up in this situation where it's like they they everybody got excited and then they crashed and burned.
1: I mean, like obviously, if you flipped the beginning to now and they started shit, then yeah, there's more positive momentum. But I don't think like just starting bad is somehow. Better for a team's morale. <laughs> like it's if you went one because they're they're what they're one and eight or one and seven in the last eight. Like if, if they just started their split with one win, are they
0: really one and seven? To, oh my god! Yeah, they they literally. But, beat, I know
1: they went, they, the they, they, game, right, they went on the five game.
0: That's right, because they went on the five game lose streak, and then it just they continued. went on a five
1: game lose streak. They beat Team Liquid, and then they lost two more games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yikers. Um, <laughs>
1: it's it's a big yiker. So like, if you just started like that, like that does not feel good and would not lead to a better season. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's fair. Um, see, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is that it, it feels pretty doomed now because I just don't know how you recover from it. Maybe they're gonna go on some fucking mad terror, but I mean, they do face Golden Guardians who maybe are imposters. I'm sure we'll talk about them later. And dig this weekend. So uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Anyways, we got clickbaited. I ultimately agree with the click clickbait or like the the real take, not the clickbait.
0: Thanks, War Penguin, for the uh, yeah. clickbait. Anything you want to shout out?
3: Um, let's see, shout out to Alienware and shout out to Danny. Regardless of what happened and what didn't, he does deserve the support from everyone.
0: Very good. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yep. Thank you. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break right now to talk about Alienware. We love Alienware. I'm going to be doing the show on the road next week, which Mark and I have to talk about. I'm going to UBC uh, to speak at their university this Saturday, actually. So if you're up in Vancouver, that's cool. I'm going to head down to Seattle for a little bit um, and hang out with my pal, Bonnie, and some other folks. But uh, the, the fantastic thing about going on the road is that I am confident that I will have what I need to produce the show. Uh, because I'll have my Alienware computer with me, my X17. They have a new X14, a new X17. They've got some beautiful stuff uh, hitting right now. Actually, X16. Um, they've got some beautiful stuff over at alienware.com Travis. Go check them out. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have actually uh, purchased the ultra-wide monitors that they sell, and I'm using one of them right now. It's beautiful, the 34, uh, the OLED. I just go check out their products. They're fantastic. I hear from so many people who uh, purchase from them and really appreciate that you guys do that. Uh, Because when you purchase through Alienware.com slash Travis, it actually directly supports the show. So thank you so much for sponsoring the show, Alienware. Thank you all for checking out their products. Really appreciate their support. And yeah, time to get back into calls. We've got quite a few more. We had a slow start to the Speaking of slow starts, we had a slow start to the show, but we're getting into all these calls. So, I'm a
1: slow person.
0: <laughs> thank you to uh, Evil Trenton, my beautiful banana. Evil Trenton gifted five subs, Ballistics. Uh, Ian is Metal. Puprup gifted five. King Manchi and then also gifted five. Extra Good Games. Arv. Prometheus. Joshi P. Smoosh or swoosh the Mighty. Oh. Omoramar and Discord Rivals. Oh, and Poggles, Woggies, and Swede Be Good. Thank you for the five gifted. Weebaful Sunflower Sen, and finally, 43 months, Raging Pianist. Thank you, Raging Pianist. As always, your support is phenomenal. Uh, all right. <laughs> he said, are Mark and Jet competing for grandma outfits this week? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Mark should be back here any second. We're just waiting for him to pop back into the channel and he will be here with a person and then I won't have to fill normally he shows up a lot faster than this what is he doing anybody oh, I'm going to open some magic cards after uh, the show if the vibe is right so please stick around there he is finally my sorry, God.
1: sorry there's a there's drama
0: in the waiting room
1: no, not really drama. Just like people being like, uh, there's people over and I can't, This is going to be loud. I need like 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: okay. Ezra Smiles is here. Ezra Smiles, where are you calling from?
5: Hey friends, I'm calling from around Tampa, Florida.
0: Around Tampa, Florida. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: So my take for tonight is that Vikla should not make all an all pro team because oh. he's not currently, or he's not a top three mid in the LCS this season.
0: Okay. Well, I just agreed to vote in these things. So it's time for <laughs> you to, uh convince me go ahead and and let me know why
5: uh uh so i think uh, a a few things i think it's really easy to look impressive on a really a winning team or the team that's currently in first place and i think a lot of his teammates are amazing and i think vikla is a really good player um but i think some of the other mids uh this season really stand out and there's just a, a few really good mids that are doing a lot for their teams even if they're in lower spots in the standing so um My personal top three, just looking at some of the mids are, and not in any order, but JoJo, Maple, Gory. I I would rank all higher than Vikla is currently performing. I think
0: JoJo had a a fairly inconsistent split. But he he
1: hasn't been been that bad recently. He's kind of dunking on kids uh, recently. Okay.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and with JoJo, say, you know, he won Player of the Week last week, I think, and uh, and and he has been inconsistent. But I think a lot of people, I was listening to the um, the the LCS uh, the show, and and they were talking about how JoJo makes a lot of, or I might even be quoting Mark, <laughs> but he was saying something hey, like he uh, Yeah, that uh, JoJo. Sometimes makes inconsistent into or throw plays, you know, halfway through the game. But he just has a really one of the best laning phases, and and really one of the best late game, like team fight kind of carry potential, and and things Ugh. for mid.
1: I wonder why I like this take so much. It's because it's my own take, kind of.
0: <laughs> Great, is I, I so say it's that just that become that an echo chamber yeah.
1: now. No, no, I, I well this started with the whole Vikla thing, so yeah. like, I, I didn't. Well, know I think go that's what
0: this. as the callers after. What almost five years of us doing the show have gotten very smart at packaging their takes because Ezra's like, Hmm, I'm gonna talk about how there's these three good mid laners. How do I get this on? Ah, it's because Vikla doesn't deserve <laughs> to be there. No, um, I think
5: Vikla just is getting a, a ton of hype, and I, I think he is good, but I just don't think he's as good as all the hype is making him out to be.
0: Yeah, I who were the three that you said?
5: So, so I think there's tons of good ones, but uh, the, the three that in front of him, Maple. Yeah, Jojo, Maple, and uh, Gory. Gory, I, yeah. yeah.
0: That, I could see that. I mean, I think the Jojo stuff is interesting because he's been inconsistent, but I think if he can keep up this performance, it'll be good. Um, Gory, I feel like people are feeling really good about. and Yeah, I feel like Gory and Maple... Are really success are really responsible for their teams performing above expectation, so I, that's a fair it's a fair thing to say um, because you pointed out that it's easy to look good on a good team, much harder to look good on a team that people don't think is supposed to be good. Mark, what do you
5: think?
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, the Gory came back down to earth a little bit with the rest of Golden Guardians this last weekend. I think um, Vikla has been struggling a little bit more in the second round robin. I think JoJo has actually cleaned up a lot of his problems. I think Maple's been pretty consistent throughout, maybe one of the more consistent mid laners this whole split. Um, I think it's, it is up for debate. I don't think I knocked Vikla out of the top three yet, remembering some of his really good games earlier on, but it, it's it's less secure than like if you just looked at that snapshot in the middle of the, the season when three of us had Vikla as our all-pro mid. Like That was very close to a lot of us putting other people in there to begin with and... Then the, this changes everything. People talk about JoJo like inting his face off, right? He's only got six ISO deaths. He's like tied for what would be like fourth, fifth most ISO deaths. A Blaze Olive had more. Vikla has more at 12 for, for a Blaze Olive. Vikla and Jensen have 10 each. Then Harry's at six and JoJo's at six, you know? So it's not like he doesn't randomly never die, but it's also like kind of overstated how bad it is. They're just like, there were some really egregious ones in the first round, Robin, and they kind of happened like really close together which makes it sick in your mind um but i actually think he's been fucking disgusting for like the last two weeks now so i'm, I'm hot on jojo i put him as my all pro right now If the, like this the split ended and like probably gory too and then it's a, a tough argument between Vikla and and maple maybe or something but like uh, i would probably still give it to Vikla. but i think um it shows how much this can change with with five games left i, th- I think it, it could change some more as well yeah JoJo Uh, can lose you games with his ints? Plenty of mids lose their team games by not being able to get leads. (laughs) You just don't see it as losing the game because they didn't like fucking run it. But like, what do you think the first 20 minutes of the game is for?
0: Ezra, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller?
1: Yeah, of course. Shout
5: out uh, Alienware for supporting you guys. Shout out you guys. And then, uh, again, I'm a huge TSM fan, so shout out TSM and all their content creators and uh, Boogie for just his amazing streams.
1: Thanks all. Thanks for the call. Shout out to MS as well, because someone else someone talking about him. I, I think he probably doesn't have he's only gonna get half the split, which is it's hard for me to put in someone who only plays half the split unless they're like actual god tier. And uh, he's been a little like he had uh, one struggle game, three good games now or something. But uh yeah, I, I just don't think MS will get enough reps to get one, but I think he has the skill uh, in summer or something to, to get one easily.
0: Mark, uh pop smithy in chat. Maybe defending his boy it says Vikla and Jojo have the best laning stats in the league.
1: They do. Um, uh, Harry is right up there too, actually, in a lot of them. Um, to be fair, but I think uh, the the Vikla and Jojo are the best laners. Do you think, um, so? Uh, Harry, Harry played a lot of Azir, who is who's just a strong laner, in a lot of like melee matchups, and can shove and, and get leads. I don't think. Do you? His do you laning think, has always
0: been impeccable? Do you think if Vikla cares about? uh, getting, I don't know. All pro. Do you think he should be worried right now?
1: Hmm. I don't know about worried, but it's like, you gotta have some good games again for us. You know, what have you done for me lately? Kind of syndrome, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move on to the next call then.
1: All right. Let's go move on to the next call. then.
0: Thank you to <laughs> really handoff, Mark. Uh, thank you to ward of winter, Jake young, And Ari Waddle for the subs. Really appreciate it. Uh, Papa Smithy in the chat says, Vickley needs to clean up his play, though. Confident he'll earn the plaudits. What's a plaudit? I'm going to look it up. An expression of praise or approval. I've never heard this before. Fascinating.
1: Papa Smithy's here. It's time to continue continue bashing (laughs) FlyQuest. Boom. The
0: Great Clockworm is here. Great Clockworm, where are you calling from?
1: I'm calling from Fairfax,
6: Virginia, up, up in Northern Virginia near D.C.
0: Fairfax, Virginia. And you've called in before, right?
6: Yeah, I have. It's been, a, I think, a year or so, but I've called in three or four times before.
0: I remember it just like it was yesterday. What do you want to talk yeah, about on the show? I have show? a
6: distinctive name. Yeah. <laughs> um, my take is that I'm sorry, Pabba Smithy, big fan, but FlyQuest success looks extremely meta dependent to me. Um, I'm seeing mirrors of 2020 C9 where they have a talented roster for sure, but I do not expect if there's a meta change, you know, things shift away from bot, things shift away from early dragons, early ganks, that they will continue to see a level of success, um, in late playoffs or summer.
0: Spicy. Uh, wow. I, I, it's interesting to see like the FlyQuest hype train start to crash. I don't know. Uh, you lose to evil geniuses and... I guess that game was, was was
6: not great. Look from them, I'll say. Like I don't. I won't. I'll let you guys talk. But that was another thing that just. Made me. I'm a big quest fan. Big flight quest fan, and I've been a flight quest fan way longer than you know the prince, uh, you know bandwagon that a lot of fans are on right now. Um, but yeah. Anyway. So uh, I have a,
0: a I guy. have a spicy Ayla interview that I will air after the show Ooh. after I do like an, an eight minute bounty, if people stick around for it. But it, uh, yeah, that E.G. They, uh, I I think E.G. Flyquest is going to become a real rivalry um, in the uh,
1: league, so. get, Can you can you leak some of the spice for me to react to right now?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Ayla basically was like, I I was like, how much of this is banter? And he's like, it's not banter. Um, like he legitimately does not like Vulcan, and um, <laughs> yes, and he I don't think was happy with. A little loss. Uh, I mean, obviously, fan- players are not happy with losses, but I think he was.
1: Alcan feels good after that. Yeah, I mean, did you did you see their handshake? Like, yes, it was like was a stink eye. Yeah, dude, that's what I was waiting. Stone face, like, good game.
0: Yes, no, and it was like one. It was not like an up and down shake. I feel like it was just like they grabbed and then boom. Um, and I, I was like, so I was so clued in cause after, after this Venn thing, I feel like you got to pay attention to like handshake potential. Um, yeah. so.
1: Oh God. Everyone was watching that handshake. And it, I, I would say like, it wasn't, it was like a subtle payoff. Like it was, it was good. I, I appreciated the way that, that Vulcan and him were just like stone face, no love clearly.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I don't really understand. Like. This feels like it kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, I'm here for it, I guess. Well, um, did,
1: did this all happen between last episode and this one? Do we not cover it? No, at all? I, guess I like, don't
0: think we... We might not have talked about it previously because I, I don't think people really understood. There was like a little bit of Twitter banter and then it started to become clear that like this was becoming a real thing, so...
1: Yeah, because I guess it happened last... T- two weeks ago at this point. Um, it started with like... Uh, I think Vulcan initially made the joke about
6: after the dig loss. I think it was something after. No, dig no, loss.
1: It, it started. It started at, with the first flyquest loss, with Ayla coming back or something. Yes. Because uh, he was he defended. Uh, he was
0: like, oh yeah, they need to bring, you know, wins yeah, some bring winsome. Yeah, bring winsome back or yeah, something.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. uh, Ayla responded with like, oh, bring bring smoothie back or whatever. And then C9 lost to Dignitas. and then Vulcan. Did his whole, like, imagine Ayla typing this out full well, knowing that, like, his team doesn't need him, a nightmare, and all that stuff. And then everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, the dig loss like, has unhinged Vulcan. And, like, it was clear that they were under each other's skin. You know, yes. like, I think it's pretty easy to tell when it's memes and when it's, like, man, fuck this guy. And this was so clearly some, like, actual beef for that of them, like, talking shit. And it's just, like, it's been kind of consistently back and forth since then.
0: I did. I really appreciated whoever, whatever, oh, whoever me, uh, decided.
1: EG lost to Diggs. I, I said the wrong thing. I sometimes pretend Vulcan Yeah, C9 lost, I would never e- lose to Diggs. Yeah, I, I, e- I, uh, to
0: Diggs. <laughs> I I, was very uh, much enjoying the graphics package that was like, "Ayla and Vulcan settle it tomorrow or something like that um, whenever you guys were promoting. Did you see that, Mark, that the broadcast ran that?
1: The, the jib jab thing? I guess that's what it's called. Like the heads that speak?
0: No, 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 no. I didn't see that. There was during the game, there was like a pop-up. You know where it pops up and it'll be like voices? Oh, of the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And they were like, tomorrow they settle it or whatever. Or maybe it was, I don't know. I forget when they aired it. But I was like, damn, we doing this. Um, So.
1: I'm, I'm so for it. Like I was so engaged that game to see like, and like the fucking hook on the fountain to kill Ayla one more time. Like, oh, that was Chef's kiss by Volcan. Didn't Vulcan
6: like, like randomly box in the river just to get damage on Ayla like halfway through the game at one point too. Like that was that was screaming like oh, I wanna kill you so bad. Yeah, you like, you next.
1: could tell that there there was beef between those two. It felt so good and like, uh I love it. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Now when they play in playoffs, assuming they do, it's it's gonna be great.
0: Uh okay, so wait, what was the take again?
1: The original take
6: was like, I do not have great oh, right. faith in like. Fly the quest meta, the oh, we need talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we got distracted. Uh, by I the think I see twenty twenty C nine in this flyquest. Is is my was my take basically?
0: I am um, more skeptical, but I'm curious what Mark says.
1: i I'm pretty happy with this team. I feel like enough of the players have shown meta resilience that I'm not that worried. Um, I think. Like for example, speaker is actually more of a carry player than a tank player. Yeah, I think he's just doing his duty. Um, Impact's clearly more of a tank player, so if a tank meta comes back, it's whatever. Uh, and we've seen him do fine in carry metas before. So like, I don't think they need to worry about their top side of the map that much. I think eighty carry is eighty carry. Uh, I really don't think it matters very much. And like, the the meta concern would be more like it's not as bot lane focused, but that doesn't seem to be going away anywhere. Like, freak is absolutely not gonna nerf 80 carries they're gonna be relevant um so unless it goes like full utility Jin ash ferris meta like i, I think principally relevant uh i guess the only concern would really be like mid lane a little bit because i do think vicla will have a much better time on an aggressive carry uh, melee assassiny type meta than like a slower paced one but i don't think he's like incompetent in the other meta so like i think they are pretty resilient if it goes to like tank tops carry jungle they're fine if it's like Double tank top, or you know, top and jungle tank, or what you know, like whatever the variation is. I think most of the team can deal with it. Are you, well, what are you, Travis, do you, Travis? Do you what do you think of their meta read? Huh? <laughs> what
0: it, what does Travis Gafford think of FlyQuest meta read? That's what everybody's asking themselves. That's what I, I listen
1: to this show for. Yes. Is it? I bet you could pull Twitch. I'm going to pull Twitch chat slash poll. Uh, do you watch? for Travis Meta Convo. What are you playing right now in ARAM? You play much ARAM?
0: I'm not playing much ARAM. I played a Wild Rift ARAM. I haven't been on my computer much. I've been mostly sulking in my bedroom. That's that's how, that's what my life has been lately. Watching Magic the Gathering YouTube videos.
1: Well, you better start doing some meta analysis videos cuz the people are hungry for. It. Look at this poll. I'm voting yes. That would Semi be a good April eye. Fool's this, joke.
6: Travis, I voted yes.
0: That would be a good April Fool's joke um, is just me putting. I mean, I think we talked about that last year, how I was going to do the whole blame game.
1: Yeah. I need to give you one of my scripts. I'll, I'll write a script for, for one of them for April Fool's and just give it to you. Yeah.
7: Welcome back to the blame game. It's me,
0: Travis Gafford. I don't,
1: I don't do that intro anymore. I killed that intro to go faster. Now I just go right into the topic. Analytics. Retention rates, speed, first 15 seconds.
0: All right. Anyway, uh, what do I think of FlyQuest meta read?
1: Well, Yeah, people want to know.
0: I think that they've shown a great deal of meta resiliency across their players. I think Prince is going to continue to be able to succeed because I don't think Freak is going to be nerfing eighty carries anytime soon, which just means that he, as one of the most dominant players on that team, is going to be able to do a lot to keep them winning. And so I think that I think it would
1: be so this shameless. is going
0: to continue to be the a, a great team. And I think they're going to continue to do really well.
6: The freak is, is this is chat GPT. Prop a paid freak to go to the balance team. It's confirmed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for all your support, Twitch chat. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to our caller as well. I really appreciate you calling in great clockworm. We'll see how things go. I think generally people expect FlyQuest will do well. So if they don't and they collapse, then you will have a better meta read than I will. And, uh, I guess that's the way it goes. Anything you want to shout out?
6: Yeah. Two things real quick. One, uh, Travis I'm like a big magic player and I've, I'm like really like fascinated by this current set I just want to say uh justice for N- yeah justice for Nissa. I was devastated justice for Nyssa um and uh real quick um I went to the Houston finals with my dad last year because it happened on my birthday and my dad he, he's like an old StarCraft player he's an old um WoW player but he doesn't really get into league much but him seeing EG pop off, him seeing Danny pop off was like a big reason why he started getting into like the LCS and stuff. And I just want to say like, Danny, if you're listening, Danny, anything, we love you. Um, you at least got my, you know, 50 year old, you know, boomer dad to be interested in the LCS because that Jinx pinnacle was insane. We love you, buddy. Uh, best of luck in the future. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Shout out to Alienware. Shout out to all your other sponsors, whatever they are. <laughs> but, yeah. It's only Alienware so these
0: days. Thanks, Great Clockwork. We'll catch you next time. You
6: guys have a good one. Yeah.
0: I love it when people get excited about magic. I, uh, I'm i thinking, actually, here. Somebody mess it. Mark, you can leave. Uh, go get the next call. Uh, if I'm going to go, if I wanted to play either Commander or Draft... With people at Mox Boarding House in Bellevue next week. Well, like on Sunday, I think is probably when I would try to do it. Would anybody be down? I might go and just be like, hey, who here wants to to go? Oh, Mox Seattle is bigger? Should I go to Mock Seattle? I didn't know there were two. I knew I knew there's Portland. I thought the Bellevue one was the was the one. Bellevue sucks to get to? Okay. So is the Seattle one better? That's what people say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Seattle because I am. Uh, I'm going to Vancouver for to speak at UBC, and then I've got a bunch of friends in Seattle that I'm going to go visit. Uh, anyway, is here. Thumper, where are you calling from?
8: I'm calling from Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Las Vegas, Nevada. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: I wanted to talk about your previous interview with John Needham. And I believe it was Nas, the woman. Yes, Nas. Um, You haven't done a follow-up interview. He said he would do one every month and you guys would do a mid-split interview.
0: Yes. So I got an email last Monday, which I have not replied to, uh, which I need to reply uh,
1: Travis, the ghost, of gaffer. That's what we all call him.
0: The subject line is follow-ups regarding John and Nas. And w- what are you currently... The body says, what are you currently thinking regarding your follow-ups? Uh, timing, location, content, etc." So I want to be clear. That is uh, on me for not replying to this email yet. Uh, honestly, as I've been thinking through it, I feel like the better path is to probably wait to try to schedule that interview till the gap between spring finals, and MSI, assuming that they are available around that time, because I think, I, I don't know, I'd be interested to hear from you, Collar, what is your, what are your thoughts and what is your take on the LCS so far, the split?
8: Well, I think the, the changes they've made to like the lounge and stuff, I do like that, except some of the cringe bits um am i cringe well that screaming one you did it was pretty bad but Fuck yeah <laughs> but the majority of them are pretty good
0: mark just gets up from his chair and walks away uh, no
1: i i i'm getting i'm getting more water yeah yeah I, I yeah. Just, no it's okay
0: mark if you need to take a minute
1: <laughs> dude you, this guy ran me out of the room Fuck Yeah, this yeah guy. no it's fine mark uh, it's fine you
0: take all the time you need
1: No, no. I just I thought he was gonna keep going about the the, his opinion on the LCS. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, I I
8: do think
1: it. Mark
0: is recusing himself from this conversation. (laughs) Sorry. Go Um, ahead, Thumper.
8: It has been improving, but I always see the where's Dash chat, and we haven't really seen him except for that clip he did. Skydiving or whatever.
0: Yeah, he did the skydiving show. I think they're doing another. I've heard that they're doing another. Um, so it sounds like you think the sh- the show is getting better. Um, but so-
8: not viewer viewership,
0: viewership wise. wise. Yeah. So
8: if we we are down like a hundred and thirty thousand from peak.
0: Well, and not last year. Is
8: weird. We're we were definitely to- dying. Was two hundred forty thousand. No, for
0: oh, for for peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But normally peak is during finals, so I think it's a little early to say that. I look. I think if I was to interview them right now, it's kind of a weird situation because I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but like I don't know what the takeaways are from spring yet. Viewership, quite frankly, is not as bad as I thought it was going to be for weekday changes. That being said, they position this as though viewership would go up. And clearly it has only gone down. So I want to almost – I almost kind of want to wait because it's only about, I don't know, four weeks out or so that we'd have to – or that we would do this uh, maybe around spring finals and ask them about sort of like everything there. Maybe even wait until after spring finals because then you have the viewership uptick. I'm open to being convinced otherwise. If people really think I need to – like. Talk to them now. I just as I'm thinking about what that interview looks like, I, like I feel like the spring split story is somewhat untold, Un, unfinished. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I don't want to speak for the viewer. I'd be I'd be curious to hear what he thought after I say this. But like I'm, I initially was excited to hear your follow up interview in the middle of the split because, like you, I I was worried that it would be even worse than it is, um, and. it's not and so i I wonder then to see to let the full spring split play out so then we have a more accurate picture and compare it then to all the finished other spring splits because right now um the viewership is i just checked i think it's right north of a hundred thousand which is not great um the peak yeah no not not peak i don't really care about peak for the reason that travis said because um it'll be decided um based off uh finals probably finals yeah that's when, that's when the peak will be um but i do care about um the the average which is currently down uh it's, it's at one hundred two thousand right now and the average in summer was 125 ish uh, at least it's based off publicly available data on esports charts um now that said it does go back up in playoffs and summer rally really hard in playoffs um and so Uh, There's also the fact that usually spring is higher than summer. So the fact that spring is currently averaging lower is not good. But um, to Travis's point, it's kind of unfinished, the story, Uh, because if it does rally really hard in playoffs, then maybe we do overtake summer again and you can have a more accurate conversation. Um, So that's my take. I think I have come around to wanting it at the end but I don't know if you still would, would like be like, give it to me now.
0: I mean, or, I would I would have been down. I'm not, I think it would have made more sense for me to interview them now if we were like in a really bad spot. You know, if games were getting like 50K average on Twitch and stuff like that, and the shit was hitting the fan, everybody was hysterical. I think that's what I'm like, yeah, you promised me we'd do this interview uh, and we're about halfway through the split. But given that we're kind of in this weird in between I, I don't i don't know if now is when i want to have that conversation so i again i could be convinced otherwise and i want to make sure that people understand that it's not it's it's not that riot isn't down to do it because they've already reached out but um i just had other priorities this past week so thumper i don't know if you have any other agree. follow i
8: do agree i think that is good to wait till spring is over Um, I did have another question. Has MSI been announced?
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it was announced a while ago. Tickets already went on sale. Oh. It's in London.
8: Oh, gross.
1: (laughs) My London, London Bridge want to go down. Wait, why do you say gross?
8: Because I'm in (laughs) Las Vegas. Okay. Okay, fair
1: enough.
0: Fair enough, yeah. No, and then do you know where Worlds is, Thumper? No it's in korea
8: not las vegas well that's
1: gross too
0: yeah well i'm sorry las vegas is not the entire anyway you know a lot
1: of people call las vegas gross to be fair as well it is pretty bad (laughs) what is not gross to you bro (laughs) i don't know
0: you know what? I'm right. This is the vibe that I have had this past week, Thumper. So I am right there with you.
1: Everything is just g- yeah,
0: gross. right. Yeah, I am. Uh, you, I really appreciate this. I am. I am picking this up. Uh, either way, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
8: Uh, not really.
0: Yep. Agreed. <laughs> anyway, catch you next time.
1: Thank you. Uh, it took me a minute to come around to him, but bump, Thumper's a fucking vibe. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh. me. Uh, all right. M- me, IRL. All right. Mark, go grab the next color for down. Uh, uh. Okay. Sethy Poo, thank you for the sub. Uh, Osc HD, and TST, an Irish Blizzard. Irish Blizzard almost at uh, 60 months, five years, 59 months right now. Uh Anyway, I Thumper was, Thumper, Thumper. I'm right there with you. All right. Mark is grabbing the next caller. We've got about three more calls to go tonight. And Mogul is here. Mogul, where are you calling from?
7: Uh, I am calling from Dallas, Texas.
0: And you've been on the show before because I had you turned up. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the
7: show? Uh. S- My take was that teams need to implement mental health consultants or legitimate mental health staff that have psychiatric training in their systems, um, such as TL does, so that they can address situations such as the Danny situation before they become legitimate issues that would threaten careers like it did with the Danny situation.
0: Mark, I'll let you take over
7: do you do you think that this
1: is too like something you still wouldn't touch on because it's more of a ecosystem point i have another danny one that's that's more specific to the eg but i think for this it's more about like like what do you think about like i, I know you haven't worked on a team like i have but like based off what you know from players and stuff do you feel like there's a uh, enough care given to this area
0: yeah i mean i think um uh... oh go oh, ahead I was asking travis sorry Uh, I think that it's really hard to say it and it depends on the team because you have some teams where there is negative stuff happening. I mean, obviously, we saw the allegations around Andy last year, for instance. Uh, And then you have some teams where there's just like no support. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams where they have like very low budgets. And so I don't believe that they are investing into that. And then you have teams who are obviously doing a lot more. And I I think it's interesting to ask the question of like, what is the minimum viable standard? So with the Players Association, for instance, I think it would be very fascinating to hear them come out and basically be like, hey, We've spent some time looking into this, and we think that this is the bare minimum that every team should be providing, if that makes sense. Um, I think that that would be very good. But, yeah, I, I don't want to talk to maybe the specifics of, of this spe- specific situation.
1: Uh, okay. I think... Um I don't know if you want me to hop in mogul, but uh, there's Bowen. I think his name is I don't know if it's Bowen or Bowen. Bowen. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bowen. Bowen. Yeah. Uh, he he works with TL. He's one of the people who's like one of the consultants or uh, whatever. He was potentially going to chime in tonight, but he had a, a dinner thing. Um, but I think he did a good job highlighting some of like it's it's it feels like extremely obvious for people to on the outside to be like, hey, hire people um, and have a, a budget allocated towards a like. Third party um did he post about this somewhere? Uh, he he has a tweet longer, uh okay. and he also commented in 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 our Discord about it a little bit. Um, oh yeah. the one's he, great. He's I talked about how recommend
0: people go check it out stuff.
1: Yeah, I should probably retweet this honestly. But um he he talked about how like just there's there's even if you are well intentioned, there's like hurdles in terms of like, hey, uh the American healthcare system's not great. A lot of these people are uh coming from overseas, you have to sign people up during certain windows. If you're not familiar, there's like enrollment periods. And like, if something doesn't get done in time, you might miss enrollment periods, um, the players themselves have like weird windows that are like they're off days or off times. And so like scheduling appointments can be difficult. Um, if you're like going in network and like the in network versus out network. And like, um, there's just like a level of logistics that can sometimes get lost. Um, and, and he is advocating heavily for teams to to clear these hurdles. He's not saying that, that it's not important, but just saying like how uh, underrepresented it seems to be in esports. Team Liquid is one of the teams, I think someone in Twitch mentioned 100 Thieves and whatnot. Um, but like, you know, he he talks about how like it's, it's a lot of people can write off something if someone's tilted or toxic with teammates and coaches, but that like, you know, that irritability or like their attitude or their lack of interest in engaging could come from Depression, anxiety, or these other things, um, and if you don't treat them, it can lead to other problems like substance abuse and like this kind of stuff. And like, um, you know, it, it's just something that is not talked about. I don't want to say it's not taken seriously, but I just don't think it's like given the full a- attention it should be. Um, and yeah, I think he just has a good a good write up about it. Um, and it's something that, you know, realistically, with the amount of stress and pressure that that the pro players are under with like how young a lot of them are, how some of them have not like experienced much else beyond like I played video games as a kid and now I'm in this environment, you know, like there's, it's, it's sometimes hard to admit you, you, you need help. And like, if you just normalize the existence of this person that you're going to talk to every so often um and like, you, you know, it doesn't feel so much like a, Oh, you're broken. Go see this person kind of thing or, or whatever it might be. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of reasons to, to look for it.
7: Um, If I might add something to the, like, online sentiment, because I'm actually quite passionate about this, at least on Reddit, a little bit. And one prevailing sentiment that I found was that people think that there needs to be a way for people to access, for example, mental health services or, like, have these things without the team involved necessarily. Like, have someone that has their side specifically without... You know, necessarily having the team's interests in mind. Like, I, the conflict of interest at that point was was a point that came across a lot. I feel like the LCS themselves need to have like somebody that players can go to, like, a, kind of like an unbiased arbitrator or something like that that can actually help with this situation. Like, if the LCS had a mental health consultant that players could go to on their own, that would be amazing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think that. that yeah. uh, is a very good point and again it's part of the reason why i go back to the players association stuff where like ideally the players association is working as an independent organization to assist the players in this stuff i don't know if they need like i mean unfortunately the players association is only going to be doing things that the players care about and so as ironic as it is to say in this situation i don't know if they care enough about it to like make sure that the association helps them with this stuff but i i personally think that like you know yeah you can say riot but riot is also not independent right like they are running the league and they have their own motivations and all that stuff and so truly putting this into putting this prior putting this as the priority of an entity that is solely there to assist the players i think is a much better solution than like the team or riot, you know?
1: Yeah. And I also think that like, in some sense you need to have people kind of going toward towards, you know, this kind of stuff without needing to seek it out themselves. Cause I think like I can speak for myself when I was struggling, I didn't go to a therapist myself for like five or six years. Cause I was like, Oh, just tough it out. And I think there's a lot of people who don't when, especially when you're younger, want to admit that you you need help or something. Um, and so that's why, like, I don't want to say forcing it on people, but like normalizing and making it like more routine to discuss how you're thinking and feeling and how like your current situation is. So it doesn't feel like this, like you need to bottom out before you're like, it's time to do something about it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's right. So
7: thank you so much, Mogul, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Um, shout out to TL Bowen, frankly. Um, he does an amazing job. He's a super big advocate for mental health, from what I can tell, especially in League. So just shout out to him. Everybody go check out his Twitter and it's Twitter longer. It's a great write-up.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, Off Mark goes to get the next caller. Uh, let's see. Thank you to Irish Blizzard for the sub. Really appreciate it. Just looking at the Twitch chat right now. Yeah, there was an interesting thing that happened where last year, I think it was, we had Talkspace as a sponsor on the show, full disclosure. And then Steve reached out to me and actually got in touch with Talkspace. And I don't know if they're doing it right now, but I know that for a while Team Liquid did a deal that allowed Talkspace to support to to be like a resource for all of their staff. So the master 3099, where are you calling from?
9: Uh, Toronto, Canada.
0: Toronto, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show?
9: Um, My take is that EG management don't get to make this mistake twice and there needs to be some feet held to the fire after this.
0: All right, Mark, I'm gonna gonna let you.
9: (laughs) Go uh, go get a snack,
1: go get a a yogurt. (laughs) Go, go ahead, uh, The Master, if you have more follow-up there.
9: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, frankly, I think they need to understand they're dealing with very young players uh, with very little to no life experience in an extremely high-stress and public environment. Um, and it seems that there's been a complete blunder of what's happened. Um, the the worst part to me, I think, is the attitude that the management had, seems to have had, according to all the articles that... I've read um, towards Danny and seems to think of him as much more of a commodity than a person, or at least thinking of him as a commodity before thinking of him as a person. Like to get to the point of malnourishment is not easy. Like I, I, I worked with uh, mental health, I worked with people who are mentally ill in uh, a couple different places and to see people get to the point of malnourishment is, is not easy, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, it ex- is it extremely hard to get to that point and you don't you notice when that happens That not that's not something you don't notice so There's no way they didn't know what was going on at some level and They had to have made multiple mistakes for it to get this bad, so I, I don't think they should just Let the, this shouldn't just be swept under the rug there needs to be some serious consequences for something like this and this honestly I, I've heard some talk about this too. This is as terrible as this situation is. It could have been worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I've said a couple of similar things in my own video. And like, uh, I I think people somehow misunderstand. Even on Reddit, I saw people like misunderstanding by saying it could have been worse by saying it's not that bad. And like, I think you understand very much what I mean. Is like whether that's turning to self harm or drug abuse or like substance abuse or whatever it is. Like things can get worse and like legitimately ruin lives and like while this has ruined danny's career in some sense like he seems to be recovering and like has his full life ahead of him you know like it, it could be more more dangerous and that's why i'm i'm with you that like um i think again people might not have understood me saying that something needs to be like there needs to be a follow-up from this clearly i was talking about like an investigation um should, should take place i think um because it's not just uh I, I talk a lot about this the systemic angle because that's i think something that is, is more far-reaching Um, but I think that this one is important also in a far reaching sense, because it shows that you have the players back in, in some sense, um, from riot. If you do do an investigation to say like, Hey, we do take your, your safety seriously. Um, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I assume based off the reports that this stuff is accurate and at the very least you're going to dig into it. I don't know. A hundred percent was true. So, not, like, people are like, kick him out of the league, do this, that. I don't know exactly what the repercussion should be, but like, at least showing that there is an effort to be made to make sure that, like, to look into it. Um, and because even just that uh, that action, I think, can can speak as well. And then you know, whatever happens as a result of the investigation is another thing entirely. So, like, I'm with you that like uh, <laughs> it's that it takes a lot to get to that that point. Um, and I think because of how normalized the rest is on the systemic issues, why I I talked about that a lot at the beginning, um, it makes it for like coaches and people, it's very hard to, it it shouldn't be normalized, but it sadly is. And it makes it hard to differentiate between like, what's kind of par for the course. Like I said, like some of us struggled to eat, like getting malnourished is a whole nother level, but like I struggled to eat in the mornings. I didn't eat breakfast for like five years because of this, you know, it's like, if someone was like, is Mark gonna make it through playoffs? You know, like the answer I would say is yes, of course. And like, it can make it hard. But like, I think to your point, the thing that really, re- like, obviously that's bad and it needs to get fixed. And that's why I'm campaigning so much for that. But also when someone does say I'm done, I can't do it to then like push them harder. And like, like you said, the commodification of a, a, another human. And that's why I use the Terry Pratchett quotes. I think it, it's really good. Like, yeah, that stuff is is ridiculous.
9: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I think the point to be pushing them harder is Danny should not be in a position if he is this stressed out and in this, this mental space, he should not be the one making the call that I am done. It should be done by yeah. coaches, by management. Um, Like you, you almost can't trust people when they're in that situation. I know you were, t- you talked about it in your video, like, you're going to say you're always fine because you want to push through. You don't want to be the person to let you down. But if someone comes in and tells you, hey, you need to go home now, you're probably not going to fight them or you're going to at least agree with their decision or you don't give them a choice. You say, hey, this is for your safety. You need to take a step back and and, and take some rest because this is not good for you.
1: I see some people talking about like systemic as well. Like I, I think each situation is different. Like Danny has his own unique things about him um being on the autistic spectrum as well as just like the fact that he was playing for extended periods of time and like you know every every situation is going to be different but someone said like is it like everyone in the league is has depression and like the reason i brought up the ablaze olive example is because you know he admitted that he stepped back for these kinds of reasons and like it shows that it is prevalent um but you know each case has its own causes of it i i highlight it as well it based off the Arsh report that like someone on the performance team was like skipping meetings and like not paying attention when these sorts of topics were being discussed. And it's like that sort of disinterest in the problems is like what allows them to get so bad that this person is then breaking down in playoffs because yes, you want to hold the people accountable who then commodified him, which is disgusting. But like the other issue is also how do you stop people from getting to this point? That they need to uh, step back, like a like a good good for a blaze all of that. He stepped back, you know. Like I support him in doing that, but I'd also prefer if he didn't get to the point where he felt like that needed to happen. I don't know. Immortals entire staff, um, Travis was kind of talking about how like budgets and who knows what exactly, but like obviously it's an important enough thing that like if you think a blaze all of this, is your best mid laner and you're losing him, that's obviously like on a market level not a good thing, <laughs> you know? Like obviously if EG really valued Danny as a brand and as a member, like even if you like the whole, like someone's a family thing. Like I just never buy that. I just, it goes in one ear out the other. I don't, I don't hold any company to think that they're going to do that. Like even, even from a capitalist perspective, like you would argue that like, if this person does bring you brand value, it's in your best interest to make them happy, you know? Um, So that's, that's where for me it's like, it doesn't even make sense. You know, like it's, it's indifference, that someone is suffering, and then once you realize it, and it's gone this far, you just get everything you can from them before they're gone. So, like, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a shit situation.
9: Yeah, I, I think the the ASD, the autism point, is not insignificant. Like, um, it autism is basically a one one percent of the population, uh, and among gamers, uh, especially really intense gamers, I would imagine it's slightly higher. Um, so I don't think it's impossible that EG specifically deal with another, uh, player that has autism or is on, is on the spectrum. So that, that's another point where, yes, Danny is a specific case, but this specific case might come up again. Um, not that there's a lot to say about that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And making sure that like, if you have a special case, but you again, think that they are, a good enough player like then you should absolutely make sure that you are protecting them and they have the support
9: that they need um i think though the one last thing i wanted to talk about too was just the announcement after of danny tweet his, his, his whole tweet where he's part of the content team and i think um at, at best um that's like paying him back for the mistakes they made and at worst that's hush money right which like I don't know what it is. I don't know the situation, but it's it's not good to see, It's it seems, from the outside. Or the, not That one,
1: to me, I, I didn't talk about that in, in my video. It's one that, like, it's very easy to put on the, the tinfoil conspiracy hat, and it, it's hush money. And it could be. I don't know, to your point. But it also is, is very possible that, like, they're trying to support him now. Like, I... Based off the remarks that were made uh, from from the quotes pulled from from the arch one, it's it's hard to believe that like uh you know it's like in the best interest of Danny. I don't know, but like uh, again, I, that's something that I don't have clarity into. So it's it's for me, just who knows? I think there's it's, it's all
9: speculation. You're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, people are free to do that. I don't condemn people who do speculate, but for me, like I don't, I don't know. Um, and there's there's things that I think are more important to talk about. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, I guess Travis is AFK. So <laughs> I will say uh, thanks for joining us on the call. I think uh, this was a good conversation. I appreciate you taking it with me. Do you have any shout outs?
9: Uh, yeah, I just want to say that I think ARAM is way better now with the turrets and the. the All right, port. you got to
1: fucking go, buddy. This, is, this is the most the unhinged thing I've ever heard on our show. The
9: make ARAM fun. Uh, you're wrong, Mark. I just want to let you know. Um, yeah, that's everything. Thanks, guys.
0: Have a good one. Again, I, I can't saw... can't believe
1: t- that you showed back up for that ARAM part.
0: I Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I saw people in chat confused. I, I think I talked about it at the beginning of the show that I was not going to be able to talk about this stuff. So
1: um, Yeah, Twitch has a high turnover rate, unfortunately. If you guys are confused, you can, you can catch the beginning when the VOD is posted.
0: Yeah, I just wish people in the chat would have explained... Um, anyway, Mark, do you want to go grab the next car? Yes, sir. Um, da, 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 thank you to Shauna Tonin and Pilgrim Panda for these subs. Uh, okay. Um, Munchkin is here. Munchkin, where are you calling from?
4: Calling from Denver, Colorado.
0: Denver, Colorado. What do you want to talk about on the show?
4: So a lot of orgs have been in the spotlight lately And I want to bring us back to the golden child, Cloud9, Uh, the best organization (laughs) in NA history. I've got a couple points. First, they have a quarter of all championships with 5 of 20. Second, they are the team to go to Worlds the most, 9 times of their their 10 possible. They have a finals appearance in every single year of the LCS. And they've had an MVP for the last 4 years, and Fudge is a strong contender for just this split. They bring up any talent, they bring garbage talent and make them not trash, and they find random good spots. They have a phenomenal owner, they have great socials, they have phenomenal content, even their coaching staff is personalities. They are above every other organization in every category, and it's ridiculous that they're just the best team. There really should be another org that actually competes with them on something.
1: How did you feel about the LS controversy last year?
4: So I wasn't really an LS fan before he was picked up. And when he was picked up, I was just kind of on board for C9 always does crazy things. We just dropped perks at that point. Um, but it's kind of just what C9 does. Even when they have off times, they've had one time they've not made playoffs. You kind of accept that slump and just keep moving forward because you know they will always bounce back no matter what. They have finished their regular season on average at a placing of
1: 2.6. How do you feel about when uh, players on C9's payroll were given stock options, which was against the LCS <laughs> rules, as a way to keep the, the salaries lower?
4: It's one of those things where there was it was kind of new to the whole situation of how that all works, and I know a major player in that was Sneaky. And I think it's just them trying to do due diligence to their players, respect them for their time. There was a strong outpouring of anger when Zven replaced Sneaky. And I think that's kind of just, they are trying to do their best to recognize their players. And yes, it broke rules and they learned from that and they fixed it and they haven't, you know, done that specific rule breaking since. And I think the whole environment and ecosystem learns from it. And you can see that from all of their players coming back in content in years past, you know, Medios, Sneaky, High, these players that haven't played for C9 or even been a content creator for them are still coming back because of how great the org is.
1: How, how did you feel about um, the kind of bundling that went on with Academy players and um, maybe making it difficult for them to, to find teams? Uh, there's been some allegations about that um, over over the years.
4: I think the major thing there is that it definitely happens now and again, but I think that will happen with most anyone. If you look at the league currently, almost every team has a former C9 player on it, or a former C9 player has been with that org very recently, because they do let their players get around. I think... There are moments where they don't entirely know the options they're going to get. The biggest uh, example is 2020. They said they were going to hold on to Licorice and Niski. They got a perks option. They dropped both of them immediately, and Licorice kind of floundered to FlyQuest and Golden Guardians. Niski was off a team for a while. But the players always bounce back. They try and make the connections. You know, they were the connection for perks to get over to Vitality, even though G2 was kind of being a dick about it. Uh, before perks came over here, so C9 does have their issues, but not to the extent of most of the other orgs. And they always try and learn from their issues and improve.
1: Uh, tra- Travis, I don't <laughs> know, am I forgetting any of the like the other C9? I mean, there are other,
0: sure other random ones. I mean, didn't they recently drop their Valorant player that, and that's like a huge oh, thing. I,
1: I don't know anything about other.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The There's some drama around that as well. Um, I just hope that someday I find someone who loves and supports me as much as Munchkin loves and supports cloud (laughs) nine. Like this is incredible. Uh,
1: Everyone deserves a Munchkin in their life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't understand (laughs) honey. I, I just burned down the house. Well, yes, but we all learn from these things. And just because you were barbecuing in the living room does not mean that it's not something that, you know, you were, you were trying to make a meal for us. Um, I don't even know what if, the fuck to do with this call. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. i to be honest.
1: I just pulled it because it was interesting. But, like, if uh, Jack is watching this, I, I hope it's not like, what the fuck? Why did Mark come at us so hard all of a sudden? It just, I, I don't even have anything against C9. But it's just, like, I needed to rib the caller and see what he would say for, like, all the controversies that
4: they faced over the years I can think of. Once I started, I couldn't stop myself. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I, I mean, mean, it's understandable. I've been a fan of C9 since worlds 2014 just because of their crazy run um knocking alliance out with kaboom and that whole situation so i've been for the ups and downs and i've been pissed off and mad at them before but i feel like unlike most orgs they don't remake the same mistake like they'll make a mistake they'll fuck up but then they'll bring it back they'll learn from it they'll address it immediately in their content they won't hide from it like some other orgs that i won't say names
0: um yeah I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um
1: uh, I, what I'll say is like that little game I just played there where I listed all the controversies, I could I could do that for literally any team in the LCS. I could do it for Riot Games. You know, like I'm not trying to single out C9 it's just because that's the, the team that the caller was slobbering on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I mean Munchkin, I guess I just I am happy that C9 has made it to Worlds so many times and all that. I don't know if I would agree with the assessment that they are just like the by golly, the best esports team to ever exist in the LCS. I don't I don't know quite frankly if there to Mark's point if there is one. I mean it's that's kind of what makes people fans, right? Like I'm happy you're a Cloud9 fan and that you can feel that way. You know, but I don't I don't personally feel that way about any of the LCS teams. I think they've all had their issues and their fuck ups and some greater than others, obviously. But um I I don't know. Obviously I wish we had I mean, teams that were more consistently going to worlds.
1: I think for C9 as well, like if I'm gonna not be a dick about the whole thing, like there are some things that Muchkin said that are not just pure like C9 fan thing, like all the the statures thing about their continued success. I think that that is like a legitimate thing that you can tip your hat to Jack to. Like he has done a better job than anyone else in LCS history of making his team consistently good. They're the most consistent team in the LCS by a mile. It's, it's not even close. Like um, TSM has had their collapse uh, from being the most dominant team ever. You know, um, TL had their like little run. A lot of teams have had their little runs for a couple of years, but C9 is, is perpetually in the conversation. I think he's willing to take big risks. Um, and like sometimes they alienate fans, but like he is clearly um invested in trying to be good, even if it's sometimes through the less popular moves. Doesn't always seem to be chasing trends, it feels like. I think Yeah, I will say that they,
0: they take risks and they tend to pay off pretty well.
1: Yeah, I was gonna mention the, the content too. Like they have not backed down from content as hard as some teams have, you know. Like I appreciate them for that. I think there's a lot of things to appreciate about C9. Not to say that they they don't have their their little mistakes too. But like uh, if every org was cloud nine, I think things would probably be pretty good.
0: Thanks so much, Munchkin, for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
4: Uh, Shout out to my friend Heather who just launched her podcast, What the Heath? And shout out to Hotline League. You guys are awesome. uh, Keeping the community engaged. Uh, If you have a Prime sub, give it to Travis right now.
0: Thank thank you, uh, Munchkin, for the call. Where are my
1: goddamn Twitch Primes?
4: Really
0: appreciate it. I we'll know catch you, you next time.
1: There's a there's 1100 of you in chat, near 1200. Some of you got them rattling around in there. You know what? I've got one. How do I how do I resubscribe with my Prime? Where's my Prime? I don't want to use Prime sub. There's do you have a Prime box. sub. There you go.
0: You're actually going to oh, use I it. I
1: fucking never use my Prime sub. Yeah, I you think this will be the first the time you will
0: have ever used your sub on my channel.
1: I'm so lazy, dude. I should have clicked someone you've else. You've been sub for a long Rush, time. Rush is streaming. I could have subbed to Rush. God damn it. You didn't
0: even sub to me. It didn't come through. I did. Oh, you refresh and see if it it's still there. It might give you the alert. Because what happens is sometimes people send their prime and it doesn't go through, or you have to press the button to get it to There you go. Oh, wait. Now that's somebody else. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on, dude. It says, show my message, share. Show yes. me. Is that, there we go? Yeah, that's what you like, need to do. Right. Whatever. The Anyways, the point is, leave. the point is I regret it. All right? How, are you going to be doing TV a
0: catching up with lift every
1: week? We plan to have we shot six we've done two release so far. Okay. And we, we I think the editing is good that, enough to turn uh, around every week.
0: Okay. I worry that every week is too much. Uh,
1: I guess we'll find out. I, I guess it depends how much you appreciate this kind of stuff. I fucking love the Eric Andre show. Um, and each bit is like different depending on if we want to be more physical comedy or more like verbal or whatever. Um, uh, so I don't know. We'll see if people get sick of it. It I'm, did well on YouTube for once. I'm already sick. You actually it. made a, uh, what well, it's, I just don't think it's your cup of tea. No, no, no. Can I do I like that? it.
0: My only, here's my one thing is the stage manager sitting awkwardly behind the person every time. Yeah. Okay. You know, we can go that on a walk the, this week, and we can talk about
1: that. Is that is the Eric Andre show? The guy's always there, basically. But you do things with him; you do different things. Okay. Um, um, I I showed that one to Ashley, the speaker one, and she didn't laugh at all. And I was like, nailed it. <laughs> she hates the Eric Andre show sense of humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, this does not surprise me.
1: Um,
0: yeah, this is the same man who used to be, uh, the ref for Bud Light beer pong.
1: He used to be a a PA. So if you go back to like the really old sketches from like 2015, 2016, 2017 era, he did a lot of them. And then Joel kind of took over, and Joel was the guy. Uh, He moved on. Joel's actually the uh, the Mask Man. The Mask Man.
0: He popped
1: out of the. Yeah, he's he's the Luchador. He popped out of the the table, and he uh, also did the Death Metal Karaoke bit.
0: Spoilers. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) I guess I could show this Ayla interview now.
1: Wait, have we officially ended the show? Can we end the show so I can walk yeah, away?
0: We're going, we're going to end the show, but I was just saying I can, I can air that at the end here. Are you going to watch it?
1: I'll listen to it. I have my headset on. I'll walk around. You know me.
0: Okay. Well, uh, sounds good. We'll do that. Uh, thanks for, oh, no surprise test this week because we are, I guess, needing another editor for it. Uh, which is and Blame Game might get delayed because of that too, but we should catch up, Mark.
1: Yeah, you should. You should tell me what happened.
0: <laughs> nothing. Nothing terrible.
1: Just somebody. Yeah. I, when you said that, I was just like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We should. We should. We have to catch up anyway.
1: Uh, I don't uh, want to catch up. What? What? What'd you say? Nothing.
0: Do you have anything you want to shout out?
1: Uh, shout out. Uh, us shout out Hotline League. We're we're two pillars of the community, and we're fantastic. Really, that's what we're sure, doing. Yeah, Is it, was it was it wrong? Have I lied?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm persona non grata this week, um, and so it's just a funny week to shout that ourselves out. That. Uh, persona non grata,
1: an unacceptable or unwelcome person. Yes, this week. Oh, good
0: point. That's the show, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs)